Hi, CityCast listeners. Houstonian Don Hartzell envisions an around-the-world race of blimps, dirigibles, and zeppelins. And it would include a stop in a Texas city, maybe Houston. We're talking with them today. It is Monday, August 8, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Hi, Don. Tell me about this amazing spectacle that the World Air League hopes will get off the ground in September of 24. Well, first, what we're doing is we're having the World Sky Race, and it is basically going to be a race of airships. Airships, things that many people would call blimps, right? Well, blimps is a form of airships. An airship uh, is lighter than air. And Mm -hmm. that means it could be a Zeppelin, it could be a dirigible, or it could be a blimp. Or, as we look at the future, uh, hybrid airships. With that, we're organizing this race of airships, which includes blimps, around our planet Earth. This is the most steampunk thing ever. So, tell me about the Texas piece of it. What's going to happen yeah. We're going to have a Sky Cup that's going to last two to three hours. And we're just going to race around that city with all the airships and as close formation as they are going through their race course, which could include the San Jacinto Monument if we're here. It could include the Texas Commerce Bank, Reliant mm-hmm. uh, Stadium, and you know the George R. Brown as being the yeah. landmarks by which they have to trot their uh, their wares around and, and be the aerial gladiators that they are. So there's two aspects of this race. There's the race from the major summit cities, and then there's the race with inside the cities, and that's what we call the Sky Cups. And those Sky Cups are designed specifically to say thank you for hosting us. We're about to challenge the state of Texas and our cities, Austin, Dallas. Uh-huh. Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, one of them is going to be selected for the honors of being the Texas Summit City on the historic World Sky Race. As the founder of the World Air League, this is your real goal. You want the round the world 17 cities? It is. It's a total of Uh 17 cities. There are Mm -hmm. 16 races that are back to back. They start at the Greenwich Prime Meridian in front of London, and our first race is quite spectacular. It takes us down the Thames River, and in the first 15 minutes of around the world in 180 days, Uh those first 15 minutes will consist of flying over the O2 Dome, past the uh, London Bridge, the Millennium Eye, Houses Uh of Parliament, and Big Ben, and this is part of our storytelling is we will assemble the largest fleet of airships ever that will go from London to Berlin in peace. (laughs) It's a race that takes us to the Roman Colosseum. Prince Albert of Monaco has offered for us if we will include flying over Monaco on our way to Rome. Mm -hmm. Monaco is going to be issuing commemorative stamps on behalf of the world sky race. (laughs) And it's like, how cool is that? I mean, really, how cool is that? We've secured the landing rights at the Great Pyramids. I mean, this story gets better. You can't. And so. (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. So what would this look like? 
you would have how many airships competing? The prize requires that a minimum of five airships be in this race. Okay. So that way it won't be a yawner. It won't be anything but spectacular. And there's roughly about 35 airships in the world. And so the way we've designed this race route and the uh, different uh, tour stages of it, we will be able to challenge virtually every one of those airships to be in one race stage or more. And there's going to be a group of them, anywhere between five to as many as 20, attempting to go entirely around the world. We want to be able to use this as a means to really connect the world. Symbolism matters greatly to humanity. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to be doing as we go around the world is we're going to give people a reason to go outside and simply look up. So how many people would be able to see this spectacle? If you were to take all the people and fill every NFL stadium for an entire season, including the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And let's also add to that the NBA, Formula One, PGA, the Tour de France, Volvo Ocean Race, and even the Olympics. Yeah. If you were to add every one of them and come up with the number of live spectators, I'm not talking TV, I'm talking about live eyeballs. If you were to total every one of the professional sports franchises, as well as the Olympics, all together, mm -hmm. you get about 90 million people that are actually physically watching those games. We're going to beat them all combined. <laughs> so I might be able to stand out in my backyard and watch. Yes, them. that is indeed. Just like I'd watch an eclipse. It's that level mm -hmm. of spectacle. Yes, you will remember mm -hmm. where you were when you saw it, you felt it, you heard it. It was just basically the rumble that goes through your body, that vibration, uh -huh. good vibration. What is it going to look like when I'm looking up in the sky? Like, I, I don't think of airships as being speed demons. Well, you know, you're always watching them as they're putzing around. They're advertising. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, want, they don't want yeah, to get out of my eyes. They're not in a hurry. <laughs> they, they want your attention. And so, you uh -huh. know, you're, you're watching them in that condition. What mm -hmm. we're doing is we're taking these, what people typically think is as putative aerial snails, and uh -huh. we're saying, hey, get up and go. When we are in one of our staging cities, be it mm -hmm. either London, Berlin, Tokyo, San Francisco, or the city here in Texas. Oh, this is interesting. So how much will it cost to do this? Airships are not cheap. You know, the, the ships aren't cheap, and so we're looking for the advertisers, uh -huh. each of them, to step up and cover uh, cover those costs. And do you know what the range is for sponsorship of a single Tour de France team? Between $9.3 and $43.6 to enter the Volvo Ocean Race. Entry mm -hmm. fees, $8 million. To put a car in the Dakar Road Rally, you're looking at probably spending about $18 million. We're in that yeah. range. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is it about an airship, about that blimp, that is so spectacular that catches your breath. I would have to say, looking up is nearly a religious experience or that religions understand the value of looking up. When you go inside a cathedral, what do you do? You look at that ceiling. You look up. Yeah. And there's something about our posture. I could challenge you right now to stand up, look at your feet, and then look at the ceiling above you and arch your back. And the moment you do that, you actually feel better. It's a physiological aspect of our being human. And so I believe that inherently most religious moments where people are looking up or taking advantage of that moment where our physical being creates that good feeling and the associative values that we get from that are distilled and imparted to whatever it is that gives us that reason to look up. Air shows, balloon festivals, cathedrals, skyscrapers, they all have an element to which airships belong as well. This isn't just an idea. You are finding other people who have signed on very enthusiastically. You mentioned Prince Albert II. Who else? Who else is really excited about? When we run the credits on this race, I want them to be, be at least two miles long. <laughs> and so the people that are involved with uh -huh. this, they have a sense of pushing boundaries. A significant number of the people that are with me are members of the Explorers Club. So I've got uh, Catherine Sullivan, the first American woman to walk in space. She yeah. is the deepest diving woman ever. I mean, we're talking Mariana's Trench deep. Wow. And uh, there's only three people that have a deeper record than she. And we're talking seven miles. I've got Dr. Bertrand Picard. He comes from an exploring family, and basically, he did the uh, first balloon circumnavigation, and then he did the solar impulse, the uh, first solar-powered airplane circumnavigation yeah. of the globe. He is committed to bringing the world to not requiring fossil fuels. Yeah, and how do airships tie into that? Lighter than air means floating in air. And an airplane, to get in the air, it spends 90% of its energy just to get in the air. And an airship is already in the air, spending no energy on that part of the equation. So, for an airplane to go forward, it spends 10% of its energy. For an airship to go forward, it spends 100% of its energy. And so, that means to move a pound per mile or kilogram per kilometer, doesn't matter which language you speak, yeah. it's 75% less energy, 75% less pollution. That is with the technology as it exists today. But if we take these propulsion systems and we make them green, in other words, hydrogen fuel cells, yeah. solar powered, 
battery, hybrid, electric, and eliminate the fossil fuel component, it's so much easier to do this in an airship than it is an airplane. We can carry the elements of the uh-huh. future going forward with a green system and completely change the world. We will be able to revolutionize the entire world by relieving governments of the constancy of having to add infrastructure to our grid. That means not having to displace the rainforest for roadways. It does not mean destroying the tundra. We can, in essence, back off on destroying our environment by utilizing airships as well. And so not only does it save in terms of pollution Mm -hmm. and it's more energy efficient, we get to be connected without that destruction that goes with infrastructure. Oh, so is that part of that vision, that bigger, grander vision, not just a race, but rethinking how we travel from city to city? I had 30 years to think about this project before (laughs) I started working on it. So, yes. So who else is like thinking about this with you? All right. We have Dr. Cyan Proctor. She is the first female black astronaut pilot selected Uh by SpaceX to pilot the Dragon capsule. Uh, We have John and Martha King, perhaps the most famous flight instructors in the entire world. Together, they're an amazing team. People like Ross Perot, he's donating the use of the Alliance Airport to us uh, up in uh, Fort Worth. We've got Trammell Crowe, the founder of EarthX, who is involved with this because of its environmental aspects. And plus, I think he thinks it's pretty cool. And uh, (laughs) the former uh, Egyptian minister for antiquities, Dr. Zahi, he's given us Uh permission to land at the pyramids. It's just an amazing stellar cast of people that have made their mark on the world to Mm -hmm. which they are giving their support, their friendship, and their advice on how to make this uh, succeed. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. Okay. So the next step then is you're putting out this proposal to the Texas cities. Yes. What happens next? We are flying over the state of Texas in Uh March of 25. And why are we doing that? Because all the wildflowers are going to be blooming. We're going to put our best boot forward. We want the world to see the Texas we cherish. And so we start with the beauty. Yeah. And then we add an ingredient that is universal to our state. It's called friendship. I'm just looking for which of our cities is going to take up that clarion call. Which one is going to supply the airfield, the crowds, and all the splendor of being the host, the Texas Summit host city for the epic, historic world sky race. Thank you so much, Don. This is so exciting. Thank you. Now, I am here with lead producer Dina Kesba. Dina, what else is going on around Houston today? Thanks, Lisa. So, y'all, I'm sure, like me, you're thinking about this upcoming hurricane season a lot. 
Well, y'all, I've been reading about La Nina. I'm sure you have too. But it looks like La Nina might be sticking around for way longer than any of us want it to. And as we head into peak hurricane season, which is September 10th, it's definitely not what we want to hear. And the reason being is that our weather conditions have made it quite welcoming for La Nina. Those warm sea surface temperatures and low wind shear is just what La Nina likes. So let's all collectively keep watch on the tropics and get those hurricane kits in order. That's all for CityCast Houston today. If you have ideas for future shows or just want to get in touch with us, you can text us or call our voicemail. Our phone number is 713-489-6972, and we'll have that in our show notes. See you tomorrow, and bye. Heh <laughs> heh All right, I don't think I'm going to get that any better.